On this episode of AV Week, we talk about Samsung having an issue with HD-based tea products. Cedia sells off their expo and the dangers of vaporware. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Kramer Electronics, AV Beyond the Box, and by Chief Manufacturing, the global leader in commercial AV mounting solutions. This is AV Week, episode 284, recorded Friday, February 3rd, 2017. Alternative Facts. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. This is AV Week. AV. AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're listening to this fabulous podcast, thank you for doing so good, whatever that is to you. With us to talk about said news and information, first and foremost, my buddy and pal and the co-host of AV Social, also works for AVI Systems, Miss Kelly Perkins. How are you, ma'am? Wonderful. It's Friday. It is Friday. It is Friday. And for, and some of us are jumping on a plane sometime the next day or two or three to go to ISC. Uh, right. Ke- Kelly is not, though, so... Unfortunately, I, I, no. I hated to point that out, but uh, but somebody who is uh, a couple of them actually. Uh, first up is Mr. Tom Stimson from the Stimson Group. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, anytime, anytime. Uh, also, a, another uh, person who is jumping on a plane after her uh, her Atlanta Falcons beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Miss Andrea Verone, how are you, ma'am? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Go Falcons. Go Falcons. <laughs> You know what? Ninety. Per- I shouldn't say ninety percent. There are people that just hate the Patriots, and so they're they're suddenly Falcons fans. So, I'm a Bears fan. I've been out of it since the second week of the play- of the season. So, uh, <laughs> last but not least, Brady Bruce from In Focus. Welcome, sir. Good morning. Good afternoon. And uh, my question is, why can't we do this Amsterdam thing in May or June when the weather's better? I've heard that. You, you know what? I've been lucky. This is my third year. This is only my third year yeah. at, in Amsterdam, right? And I see all three year, all, all the two years previous has been pretty good. Pretty good. I've heard horror stories from manufacturer friends like you guys and and folks like uh, my PR friends over at Castor and some other places that it, there have been like years where it's been been three or four inches of snow on the ground. Oh yeah. So knock on something. I've been pretty lucky. So. Uh, but yeah, a bunch of us are heading out there. You can check out our website, avnation.tv, for a bunch of stuff. We've got stuff going on. If you're going to ISE, we have a contest going called Find Aviation, uh, hashtag Find Aviation. Again, go to the website. You can find all the information. I'm not going to waste these fabulous people's times with all that right now. So first up and foremost, the uh, interesting story. Let's just put it that way. And, and, and I mentioned the hashtag because uh, this one starts out as a hashtag. This is from CE Pro. Granted, CE Pro and Julie Jacobson over there is typically a residential-focused um, publication. But uh, the, the folks over at Live Install, which is a, a, a Twitter handle and a, a group of folks that, that are typically out of the U.K., posted something the other day about 
Samsung, and specifically about Samsung and HD Base T. And let me read this to you. Quote, unquote, this update from Samsung at present seems to render all of the HDMI inputs on these TVs unable to connect or receive a picture from any device utilizing the HD Base T chipset, which includes video matrices, extender kits, and splitters. That's a problem, especially if you do indeed use that. Um, the article goes on to say, basically right now, uh, as of you know, yesterday, uh, don't update your Samsung uh, and turn off auto updates on this. Tom, I'm going to kick it off with you on this because you're a business consultant. You deal with directly with integrators a lot. How do you deal with stuff like this, and, and how do you can, can um, communicate this information to your clients if you are an integrator? Well, that's knowing how to communicate is easy. The, what struck me as I'm reading this is I'm going, well, why in the world are we leaving auto update on anything that we installed? And then I get down into the article, and of course, Martin Ellis comments specifically on you should never leave auto update on. So. Um, you know, first of all, we have to start with the hindsight, what not to do, part of the service you provide and the reason, you know, your opportunity to sell a service agreement afterwards is because you're installing 60 products, 30 of which have firmware issues and 60 have software issues, and you have an opportunity to make that problem go away for the client. And the only reason we know this problem exists is probably because a lot of folks um, said, hey, it's a consumer product, you throw it in and don't worry about it, walk away. So, um now, I can say it is an opportunity to go back to everyone that you have installed something for that says Samsung on it and bring up this issue and politely offer to come in and take care of it for them and make sure it's not an issue, which is a chance to get deeper and wider into an organization and perhaps sell something. So I see it as an opportunity for integrators to interact with their customers, God forbid, in person and maybe... Uh, you know, instead of just sending them a text saying, hey, your TV's not working, call me. Um, I think it's an opportunity for us to do something. I, if, it, if manufacturers never screwed up, most of us wouldn't have careers. So, so on, on that note, uh, I'll bring Brady in because he's a manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You, you, you like that that transition? Not my. Well, product. I was actually not, no, not your product. <laughs> not your. This is not an in focus issue. Um, but no, seriously, in, in, in all seriousness, Brady, from a manufacturer standpoint, not asking you to talk from from Samsung's point of view, not right. asking you to put words in their mouth. But if something happened from an in-focus point of view, if something were to go wrong or we had an issue like this, how do you handle that? Well, those things never happen in focus. Uh, but but uh, as a marketing guy, you have two choices. You can either stand up in front of a microphone and present alternative facts. I don't recommend that. Uh, or you just own up to it and you own up that to it. That didn't quickly. take long. Yeah, nope. there we go. <laughs> no, look, the right thing to do is to, 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 to get in front of the story, right? To own up to it and own up to it fully. Um, and, uh, and behind you, you need a team of people who are working on a fix. But you need to get in front of the story because you can't afford to have a story like that linger for too long. And uh, look, manufacturers make mistakes. Uh, this is the sort of thing you hope gets caught in, uh, in the QA cycle before you push the release out the door. But you know what? Sometimes you miss something. Something in the test matrix just wasn't aware of things like this. So you got to be honest about it. You got to get out front um, and uh, you tell your story before somebody else tells it for you. No, that's, that's a good point. That's that a good point. 
Uh, Kelly, from your standpoint, uh, Kelly is an integrator, so we'll, we'll pick on her for a little bit. Um, how do you get this and, and, and convince, like, like Tom said, get, you know, get in front of your customers, whether it's in person or you know, getting a hold of them, um, whether it's a small install or it's a, you know, a ginormous um, uh, stadium like the new uh, Viking Stadium? Um, well, I'd say, let's be honest, this type of stuff happens all the time with manufacturers. I mean, there's a firmware update, there's a software update, which completely changes those weird little bugs you just told half of your designers and installers to fix. And you have to hit this button twice in before you do this button in this order with two seconds in between. And so, I mean, it, it's not something new. I'm glad that Samsung is being transparent about it. They haven't had the best of luck with PR over the last year or so. No. So, I mean, I think, I think they're learning a bit. Um, so I think it's good that they got they got ahead of it and they were transparent. Um, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna circle back with what Tom said. It's use it as an opportunity to get back into your client, as an excuse to stop back in and say hi, and you know, see if if they're looking at expanding, see if they're looking at building anything new, just see if they're you know they need more service or support or they need some upgrades. And that that's how I'd handle it. Uh, but but again, it's there's I mean. As an integrator, we work with so many different manufacturers with so many different SKUs that are changing constantly. So this isn't, you know, this this isn't anything new. I was laughing about the story prior to this because we just built, we're we're like in the final stages of building our learning center next door, and every monitor in there for the most part is Samsung. <laughs> so we're like, okay, but the, so but they're transparent and they let us know about it. So that's first step, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andrea, from your standpoint, and, and just take it the overarching, because DSE deals with a lot of, of manufacturers, Samsung being one of them, um, Digital Science Expo. How do you handle this from, you know, not just the manufacturer standpoint, but the, uh, you know, an organization standpoint? I was just thinking, I wish I had an integrator with me every time I updated my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it just it happens. I mean, it happens on site at our event where there's you see the blank screen of death and you see your exhibitors scrambling around to get their products up and running before the attendees come rushing through. So um, I just think it's very important, like you said, to stay connected with your integrators and get the help when you need it. You know, that's that actually is they're, they're not a bad service either. We can come up with it with 15 different new businesses today, you know, yeah. update, update your iPhone right in front of me. So. Uh, all right, another. This is weird. So this is the second residential story we'll we'll talk about, but not really. Uh, we started a new show just for this this thing. We have it's called Resi Week. It's done on a weekly basis. Um, actually, uh, Matt uh, had Ben Bruno on uh, talking about the fact that Cedia sold um, the the Cedia Expo. So Cedia is the organization. Cedia is is to uh, residential integrators as Infocom is to commercial integrators. So let's let's start with that. They had a show. It's an expo, uh, typically done in the fall of every year. Um, they sold off the rights to um, another organization, another a company that does nothing but run shows. We're going to actually start with Andrea on this for this very reason, because Expo Nation does shows. Cedia and and Ven Bruno was very open and very honest, and, and we actually had Hagai Feiner, um, one of the member board members of of Cedia, on as well. Um, talking about so this is something that been that they've been talking about for I guess about a year now. 
they sold it to a company called Emerald. Emerald actually came to the, to the CDA Expo last year uh, when it was in Dallas. And according to Cedia, they did so to concent- concentrate on member services. Um, we talked about ISE at the beginning of the show. Cedia is still half owner of ISE. We're not selling that, selling that off to Emerald, strictly talking about the Cedia Expo here. Andrea, from, from your standpoint, and as, as somebody who d- runs shows on a daily basis, how much time and effort, I guess, is the best way to ask this, is Cedia offloading by selling the, the, the actual show? Quite a lot. I will say I, I see pluses and minuses to both of this. One of the things that we're envious of, because we're a for-profit show organizing company. Yeah. We were envious of Infocom and Cedia and that their membership has been around for decades and therefore their attendance is sky high. They have a built-in brand because of that. On the flip side of that, they don't have the time and resources that we do as strictly a show organizer to, to put this off because you'd be surprised how much goes into planning a conference, a trade show floor. It, it's a year-round project. So I honestly see both sides of this. I think it could be a good thing. Emerald is a massive company they own they're probably one of the largest trade show organizers so i, I think cedia has a lot to to gain but um you know there are two ways to look at it all right so here here's where the 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 av nation the, the av week part comes in and where where i i see the, the commercial side of this question and it's this and and, and, and tom i'm going to start with you on this simply because you you've been in in somewhat of infocom leadership my initial, my first question uh, that popped in my head is, when does Infocom do this, right? Or does Infocom do this? Um, and where, you know, where, how does that look if they do? Well, first of all, I, I think I can safely say, and I can't speak on behalf of Infocom, yeah. but they would never do this. Um, there's, a, there's a good reason. Infocom, you know, when, when I was on the board is when we bought the NSCA, the rights to the NSCA show from NSCA. So basically, CD is doing the same thing NSCA did, is they're offloading something that took a lot of their time and energy to focus more on their members. Um, the difference is, is that NSCA sold us their show and we just absorbed it and killed the brand, um, Infocom did. So, you know, CD is- I wouldn't is, say killed the brand. Killed the, killed the Expo brand, not the NSCA brand. We did not buy the association, right? So the association is still very much intact. And if CDA does what they're saying, they'll do what NSDA has done, which has really expanded their service offerings for uh, the business owners. And they, you know, they really have had a resurgence in, in membership and how they do that from my perspective. So I think it benefited NSCA. It will probably benefit CDA. Infocom would not do this because Infocom knows that it has to be the expo leader because that's where 75% of its income comes from. And that's why they've got like 11 shows around the world. And that's how they grow their membership base to Andrea's point. You need a nonprofit involved, you know, in over your expo to really draw in the big numbers. So the, the two really go together. Um, Infocom has chosen to be really good at running expos and devoted the people to do that in addition to hiring people to do membership and benefits. Mm-hmm, very good. Um, Kelly, from, from and piped up about the fact that, that they, you know, Infocom purchased the, the NSC Expo and, 
And for a few years, they were they were on the show floor with with Infocom. You know, kind of co, co not co located, but they were on the show floor. Um, from an integrator standpoint, does it matter who owns the expo that you go to? Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I when. When Infocom absorbed the NSCA show, it was before my time. Um, I mean, I, you guys always hear those jokes about how, like, Infocom is a trade show company, not a or a trade show organization, not necessarily yep. a, a, an AV or collaboration or communications association. Uh, you know, and you know, I don't, I don't know what what truth there is to that. To be honest, um, I know they focus quite a bit on on uh, standards and learning, et cetera, et cetera. So if they got rid of the show, could they do more of that stuff? I think it would be awesome if they focused more on training and learning and certifications and standards. But again, where, do you, where, does, where does that cash flow come from? So I, it, it's, I suppose it's a, it's, I don't wanna say it's a necessary evil, <laughs> but it, it, it is to an extent. And I mean, I'm not, I love Infocom, so I'm, again, I'm not saying anything negative here nor there, but it's just kind of finding that balance of what type of values can you bring to your integrators, your manufacturers, um, your consultants, your end users, your customers, where they're getting the most bang for their buck and they're actually you know, serving us as, as an association and as, Kind of a leader, leader in our industry and in the future. So whether that's an event, whether that's learning, whether whatever that is, I think it's. I I don't know. No, it no you you do know you you said you were very well. Um, I, I think to, to to your point and and kind of to Tom's point is is if it becomes revenue, it, it comes from seventy five percent of the of the expos and the expositions then they're doing some really good work with that money. And so question, the question is, if, if they did sell it off, would they have that revenue, you know, uh, to do the good work? And that's, that is the question. Uh, I, think it, I think it makes sense for the membership organizations to put on the shows themselves be, because they have their finger on the pulse of the industry, right? Mm. They're, through their relationships with the manufacturers, with the integrators and the end users, they're able to keep those shows relevant. And I sort of wonder if a professional trade show organization, right, who is not in fact the membership organization that represents manufacturers and integrators and end users, if they understand enough about the space to keep that show relevant in the long run. Well, let me let me actually take a little bit side the side point here, because Andrea is is that person, right? Um and I've run into Andrea, good Lord, the last three or four years now. Um, one of the places I typically run into her is New York Digital Signage Week. And the, obviously the reason she goes is because her customers are there, right? Her, her clients are there. But Andrea, from, from, to, to Brady's point, how much work is it for, for you guys as Exponation to keep current, to keep you know, to, connected with not just your clients, but also with the industry? A major part of my job as show director for DSE is getting out there and attending Infocom, attending ISE, attending New York Digital Science Week to be in front of all of you, the manufacturers, the integrators, the end users to learn about the organization. That's a big part of my job. Um, and, and also we work very closely with Digital Signage Federation, which is our association, but 
it's about five years young as opposed to Infocom and Cedia who have been around for decades. So, you know, we're a, kind of a flailing, growing industry. Um, so we're having to play a lot of catch up, but it's a huge part of my job is staying in touch with the industry. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. And I'll, can right. I add something? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I think I, I see both sides of it. I see, you know, where, where you could say, you know, they just don't have their pulse and their, and their fingers on it. And I can see Andrea's point of view too, where, you know, she's saying, you know, that's why you attend and that's why you research and keep in touch and network and blah, blah, blah. And it's, I don't think people, and I'm not saying any of you guys and definitely not you, Andrea, but I don't think people realize how hard it is to put on events and how much work and how much effort and how, how it's just, it's absolutely insane to me. I mean, we do events with AVI systems and we have, you know, manufacturers come, we have Tim, we have media people, we have keynote speakers, we do all this stuff. And I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I have two full-time people right now that are just doing events with an AVI. So it's like, I, I see that side of it too. And I, I understand that, you know, and, and frankly, a lot of them are worth it if you do it well, but I, I think we have to keep that peace in mind too. Just, I mean, I, if I could hire somebody to do our events for us, how, you know, to do like the logistical have at it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to connect you with Andrea in all seriousness. And, and, and it is. you know, I, I, I love hanging out with the ABI systems folks and, and we do, you know, two or three four times a year we, we get to hang out with them but you're right kelly you you guys do several different smaller ones now is it the level of of dse is it the level of of ise for crying out loud you know no but for you guys and for a uh, an integrator that you're trying to create local experiences for your clients yeah i mean it, it's a lot of work um but the, the you know to, to brady's point it's also your business, right? It's also your industry. It's all, you know, you're, so, you know, yeah. you guys are, are very well connected in that, in that aspect. Um, all right. Last story here. And I'll let you guys get out of here. Cause, cause you know, some of us still have to pack uh, for, for, for ISC. I'm not pointing any fingers, but at myself, um, Mercif, and this is going to come out next week as well. And Mercif, if you're not familiar with with uh, the, the gang over there and Chris James, is smart as all, holy cow, one of the smartest guys that, that I know as far as technology and stuff. Um, they have had a, a, a wireless presentation system for quite quite, quite some time. Um, pretty co- you know, pretty robust system. Um, I'm aware of a couple of, of installations that I helped do uh, at some law offices uh, here in the Midwest and also on the East Coast. But they've been pretty much been point to point, right? You walk into the room, you can you got the thing with the with the with the, uh, the connection, the wireless connection. Now they've got a multi room. Now I have not seen this in person. I will put be the first to to, to say that right up. Um, we will see a presentation of it. I'm certain in Amsterdam next week. If you go to Infocom, I am certain you will see one there. But Tom, I'm going to start with you on this. When it comes to this specific, maybe this specific product, but also products like this um, and the fact that we continue to have the conversation about security in the AV industry and security on the network. And that's what this product is. It's you know, ready, you know, running on the network. Does a product like this make sense at this stage of the game when we're, st- when we are still trying to wrap our head around how to keep our stuff safe? Um, yeah. I mean, a product like this always makes sense. And in, in, from my perspective, 
and you know and i love immersive i mean that's one of the few products that i kind of keep up with and that's one of the few booths i'll sit down and and talk to the the founder about it's all about making meetings easy to join and easy to participate in and anything that makes it easy to join meetings is a good thing for all of us good for the industry good for si um, we need this sort of product the security issues that we're all facing again it's getting on the right platform now i don't know how solstice addresses security issues i'm certainly not an expert on that but i get really excited when i see when i read this going they found yet another way to be one step ahead of the communication curve and they're solving the next problem we're dealing with whatever problems are in front of us now immersive is always solving the next problem which has made it hard for them because we're av guys we're in the moment you know we're either five years behind or we're right now immersive has always been three years ahead of us so you know that it makes it hard to get traction and get you know the, the market share but i think um i think we're getting smarter so the immersives of the world are going to be um are going the ones that are going to benefit from it right. uh brady from your standpoint and and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I wouldn't consider Solstice a, a competitor to InFocus. I could be totally off base there. But InFocus is, is display manufacturer. You guys have got a lot of, you, you do have collaboration. Um, but you're, you're, you guys are, are kind of different sides of the same coin. When it, when it comes to shows like ISC and shows like Infocom, um, do you guys kind of wrap your, your, I guess, release dates is the best way to ask this. Uh, or your production schedules, or your R and D around shows like ISE, around shows like Infocom, where so you can get the the biggest bang for your buck and, and get folks excited about what you have coming down the pipeline. Well, first I want to point out that we're all about the collaboration, right? So from the from, from the Mondo pads, which are about multi point communications and seeing and hearing each other, the video conferencing aspect, plus the the annotation and the presentation yes. aspect, where we can on top of things in real time uh, and and you know, do scenario planning that's that's at our core and it's what the canvas products are that came in with the Jupiter acquisition and the connects video conferencing products um, to the to the second question um, you know do, do we schedule product releases around trade shows no uh, but as a marketing guy I'm always in front of uh, my engineering and uh, and product management team saying, you know, guys, we have a show coming up in three months. It'd be great to have a new announcement. Can you rush that project a little faster? Uh, so, you know, things like ISE and Infocom are unique platforms for launching messages. And we love to take advantage of those. The press is concentrated there. Um, it's, it's a great time to give your good news. Um, so while we don't schedule product releases to those events, uh, we, we do work uh, when we're close to getting your product ready. Say, can we please get this ready? My, uh, my typical rule is I don't like to announce products that we're not going to be able to ship within 45 days. God, I, I, don't, I don't like to overhang markets. I used to say 30. I've relented a little bit. But uh, I don't like to overhang the market with, uh, with vaporware. It just it doesn't feel right. It, it, it also... Uh, you know, retards the sale of current products as people decide to hang back and wait. I really dislike it when my competitors do that. 
so just as a matter of good hygiene, my basic rules, I'm not going to announce a product that I can't ship within 45 days. Well, and, and here's the thing, and, and not that I appreciate you saying that, because that's actually, when, when we started AV Nation, my first trade show, we started doing interviews. That was one of my first questions, and, and I kind of got known for asking that, because I would ask, you know, when does this ship? When can yeah. the integrators, the folks that, that listen to us and, and watch us, when can they get this in their hands? Yeah. I was getting a- answers anywhere from six months to next year, right? <laughs> I- I'm not kidding. I- I'm so not. That's not good. No, that is not good. it's not. And it, it is vaporware. And it, it, you know, vaporware <laughs> yeah. started, good lord, Comdex, right? When you know, yeah. a hundred years ago, uh, in the computer and the tech industry, where they would show some fancy schmancy great thing, and and then eventually it got to the point where, well, we're not shipping it. This is a this is a concept, right? The idea yeah. of, of a concept product came out, and that's that's as detrimental as as, as vaporware, right? Because then, you're right, it does kind of scale back on on the current sales. So, yeah, uh, uh, say, say, save right. the uh, the the science fair projects for the science fair, right? Amen, brother. Yeah. All right, Kelly. From your standpoint, um, I, I asked Tom about the security of of products like this, and. Um, you uh, AVI Systems has got have, they've you guys have got a couple of interesting networking um, products that you, that you offer your clients. How do you how do you educate your clients on not just the issue of, of security and and um, keeping their network safe because they know that right they they get that they they vet products, but how do you how do you educate them on what you guys can do uh, as an integrator to help them keep their stuff safe. Well, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the solstice. I think it's super cool. Like Mercy, this is really neat. And I think it's, it's great for, um, for, for rooms. I, I'm curious to see, and I'm going a little off topic here, but I'll talk about the security stuff, but I'm curious to see how it's going to work in an enterprise environment. Right. So you have, it's great for a room and I've done videos with it and I fooled around with it and whatnot, but I just, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where it fits into an enterprise environment because I feel like in a large environment, everyone is kind of moving to Cisco or Microsoft or this or that. And, and I just, I I guess I don't entirely see how Microsoft Solstice fits into that. Um, But as, as far as security reasons go, I mean, it's, it depends on the company. I mean, when we're working with classified government agencies, you know, that's very different than working with, you know, a school down the street or something. So it's, it's I think we, we take it as it comes, whether it's on their network or whether we have a cloud network that's secure. It, I think it's just a case by case basis. All right. Very good. Uh, all right, Andrea, last word on this, and, and I'll kind of bring in Brady's, um, talking with Brady's and, and his uh, release schedule. But when you have folks that are, that are coming to Digital Signage Expo, right, um, or, you know, when they're exam- looking at your show, um, what is the best advice you would give them when it comes to, you know, to Brady's point, making sure that your products are, are ready to, to roll out either when you get there or shortly thereafter? Our show is really unique in that we're very laser focused on one technology, digital signage. So 99% of our attendees are coming there specifically to learn about digital signage products. So I think you're foolish if you're investing in the show as a vendor 
not to really show everything you've got and the latest and greatest because the booth next to you is going to be showing their latest and greatest and you've got this little audience it's a very laser focused audience and you'd really be missing out i think on a return on your investment by not doing that so we try to encourage that with our exhibitors as much as possible and to even give teasers right before the show why should somebody get on a plane and come to dse well guess what planar is announcing a brand new video wall which they did last year so uh, we highly encourage it. I'm going to have Brady and Andrea on every single show when I are <laughs> rolling up to a, a trade show. Just going to put that out there. So there you, both, go. you both are invited back, you know, right before we go to DSC and right before we go to Infocom and all that jazz. Because people need to listen to you. All right. <sighs> <sighs> Seriously, that that's like a pet peeve. Like you walk into it. Yeah, anyhow, that, don't go. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Um, I thank you so much. Kelly, we'll start with you because you're the only one not – <laughs> and leaving <laughs> on a plane. So Kelly Perkins, AVI <laughs> Systems, is sad face, but she uh, she gets to stay in in the States next week. Uh, how can people find you, ma'am? Uh, AVISystems.com or at AVI underscore Kelly on Twitter. All right, very good. Mr. Thompson, Stimson, thank you, sir. You're welcome. How do people find you and, and get, get a hold of your smarts if they need, if they need them? They, they find me surly, but they can find my email. <laughs> At uh, trstimson.com or av-matters.com. All right, very good. And uh, his website, he's got a, he's got, tell you what, Tom, and I'm not telling, saying this because Tom's here, but but I, I subscribe to his newsletter. You should too. He's got some really good business tips and stuff that I, I still learn from. So thank you so much, sir. Miss um, Andrea Verone, thank you, ma'am. Yes, we are at digitalsignageexpo.net. If you're an integrator trying to break into digital signage, come to the website, register for the show. It's March 28th through 30th in Vegas. Hope to see you guys there. And also, I'm at, at Andrea Verone on Twitter. All right, very good. And last but not least, Brady Bruce, uh, my buddy from InFocus. Thank you, sir. You betcha. I'd like to congratulate, by the way, Andrea, on scheduling the show in Vegas in March. Thank you so much. <laughs> it beats the heck out of uh, Infocom June. in June in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, you can find InFocus at uh, InFocus.com, and there are links to our various social media properties from there. We maintain active communities on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you need to reach the CMO, that's me, and that's Brady.Bruce at InFocus.com. All right, very good. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. Uh, don't follow me uh, at this point. Um, I'm bemoaning the fact that uh, the Bears are not playing in the Super Bowl, but uh, congratulations to Andrea's Falcons. <laughs> Uh, but go by the website, if you would, please, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You'll find this program, a host of others. I mentioned our residential show. Uh, weekly look at the residential part of AV. It's called Resi Week. Kelly's show, AV Social, looks like it looks at social media and marketing for the AV community. All sorts of other ones as well. And we are going to ISE. We mentioned a couple times, uh, so check that out. There's a special ISE page uh, if you are attending ISE. We have a short, uh, small little contest called Find Aviation. Hashtag Find Aviation. There's a, a number of stands that you can go by, take pictures, put them on social media, and uh, we will pick a winner. Uh, grand prize is a bunch of stuff, uh, including a, uh, a, a special Aviation uh, button-down shirt. Um, you can be on one of these podcasts uh, and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So all that stuff is at the website, avianation.tv, avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been AV Week.